It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. Man, everybody just breathe. Just take a moment to breathe and welcome in. To the Lockdown Reds podcast here on this Wednesday. Wow. I I don't know what you were doing on Tuesday night, but if it wasn't watching the Reds game, you missed out. If you thought you'd be political or whatever and try and figure out which Democratic candidate you want to vote for and you watch that debate, I'm sorry. Well, you're probably most likely not listening to a Reds podcast if that's the case. But if that's what you did, you missed out. If you watched any other show on television, you you did not see anything as crazy as what happened at Great American Ballpark on Tuesday night. Um, Man, I'm, I'm still trying to process all of these thoughts like... Everything happened at once. We're going to jump into that here in a moment. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on all the different podcasting platforms. That's pretty much everyone out there this podcast is on. You're listening to it. You know what podcast platform you're listening to it on. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Also, hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Give us a call on the Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159. And I know you've got thoughts because, my Lord, if you're a Reds fan, you got a lot of thoughts going through your head after Tuesday. I want to hear them. Give me a call. Let me know. Also, something that I've not really talked about a lot, kind of forgotten about it a bit, but there are... There is a way to leave reviews and all that good stuff on iTunes. Tell you what, I got an idea to do uh, for the coming days here. Leave me a review. Leave me a five-star review, preferably. But leave me a five-star review. uh, Say something funny. You know, maybe if you want to roast me or something like that. Something goofy. I don't know. The funny stuff we will read on the podcast. And uh, leave it a five-star review there on iTunes. But, man, I'm just... Oof. All out of source after that. Man, so the Reds lost, right? But raise your hand if you care about the outcome of the game after what all happened in the ninth inning. Reds and Pirates have become like must-see television, and it has nothing to do with how many runs are being scored, how many hits are being had, how many strikeouts are being pitched. (laughs) It's all about the extracurricular. And, and it was even said after the game by multiple people, David Bell, Amir Garrett, Joey Votto, they all said it's, it's about more than just baseball at this point, which means it's becoming personal. 
what's happening with the Reds and Pirates rivalry. It's gone just from zero to 100,000 in the year 2019. I mean, it probably wasn't at zero. I mean, there was some something to the rivalry. But I'll be straight honest with you. Up until this year, I didn't have a problem with the Pirates. Now I can't stand them. Last night, if you if you didn't see any of the game, in the seventh inning, Keone Kella threw a ball at Derek Dietrich. And let's be clear about something right here. This was obviously still about that home run. Still about the fact that Derek Dietrich hit a home run in PNC Park that to this day hasn't landed. And they're going to keep throwing at him. Now, I feel bad for the guy because... In Derek Dietrich's last 102 at-bats, he has 16 hits. He's been going through a magnanimous slump right now, and I feel bad for him. I hope he gets it in gear here soon and turns that around. But his season batting average is like 210 or something like that. So it's not as if he's out there still pimping home runs. He's just trying to get the bat on the ball right now. And here's Keone Kella coming in here and... I don't even know if you pronounce his name that way, but Kella, whatever, guy from Pittsburgh, comes in here, buzzes one up in high and tight. Like, really? Unprovocated. Unprovoked. Unprovocated. Whatever. Can't think of the right word. It's just craziness this this night. But So he buzzes him up high and tight. They take issue with that. And the Reds take issue with that because in the bottom or in the top of the eighth, as the Reds were filing back, getting on the field, getting ready to play some defense, Joey Votto kind of meanders over to the third base dugout and is telling Keone Kelly just what he thought of his little antics there. And he's pretty demonstrative. He's waving his hands around. You can see he's saying some not so nice words. And the umpire decides to get in between Joey and the third base dugout and issue warnings. And, and, and you know what? I'm going through all of this stuff step by step. I've got an article at Red Leg Nation kind of recapping what happened. It's got the video on there. You can check out the video. It's just absolute bullcrap because nothing gets done by the Pirates. And then Jared Hughes comes out, and in Jared Hughes' postgame, press conference, he, he mentioned that the pitch slipped. It wasn't an intentional pitch that he threw at Starling Marte, but because it, warnings were issued, he was immediately ejected. And at this point, David Bell had been ejected for arguing balls and strikes for Yasiel Puig. So Freddie Benavides was acting manager. He got ejected. So now you got Jeff Pickler as the acting, acting manager. And he is forced to calm down Amir Garrett in the ninth inning Whenever Trevor Williams is over in the Pittsburgh dugout yelling at him, in fact, they they asked Amir Garrett after the game. They said, "Why? Why do you think? What? What was the reason that Trevor Williams was yelling at you? Trevor Williams didn't pitch in this game. Trevor Williams had nothing to do with this game except the fact that he was in the Pirates dugout, and he's over there chirping at Garrett so much so that Garrett throws down his glove." runs off the mound sprinting toward the Pirates dugout as if he's like storming the enemy base or something like that. It's like Scott on Twitter said, shout out to Scott, this was a great uh, description of it. He tried to land a falcon punch 
on Trevor Williams. I don't know if you guys ever played the game Super Smash Brothers. Hopefully you have. It's one of the most amazing video games that there ever was. But there was a character on there named Captain Falcon, and he always, his big, big attack, he tries to land a falcon punch and just kick somebody off the screen. But that's what he tried to do, and he just narrowly missed. He kind of he missed him and kind of hooked around his head. It was crazy. It ensued like a five-minute fight. They were rolling on the ground. David Bell came out. I'm going to tell you what. If you've got problems with David Bell, not, he makes some interesting decisions, right? In-game decisions, substitutions here and there that you can wonder about, you can argue about, you can disagree with him about. The macro, David Bell is awesome. And David Bell protects his players. He was ejected. He was in the clubhouse. He wasn't even in the dugout. He comes running from the clubhouse to attack Clint Hurdle. And he gets intercepted by a, a assistant coach. I forget the, the guy's name. And they're rolling around on the ground. And then he gets, he gets helped up by some teammates and stuff. And you can see they're holding him back. But he's pointing at Clint Hurdle. And he said, you piece of... And I'm not allowed to say the word that he said. But it was very obvious that he said piece of garbage. But a much worse word than that. And just... It's just unbelievable. And then in the post-game press conference, it's not as if David Bell was taking it back. David Bell kept going because he said they keep doing it. The Pirates keep going on all season doing this stuff, and nothing gets done about it. So, of course, the Reds have to take matters into their own hands. And that's what you get. That's what you get, Major League Baseball, when you don't do anything about it. You got to do something. It's very obvious what's going on. You can talk to multiple teams, not just the Reds. Multiple teams understand the MO around Clint Hurdle and his Pirates. It's total bullcrap. And the league, they have to get involved. They have to. There's going to be suspensions for Reds players. Amir Garrett's probably going to be out for a little while. Guys like that. But you know what? And kudos to Amir Garrett because they asked him about it. He's taking it like a champ. He's like, look, I'm going to get suspended. I deserve to be suspended. My actions warrant suspension. But I don't regret those actions. You know, he, he was talking about he's standing up for his teammates. <laughs> and then you got Yasiel Puig, which we'll, we'll get into the details of that in a minute. This is a long pocket. Just jam-packed of stuff. Tuesday night was nutso. But Yasiel Puig is trying to fight whoever he can from the Pirates. And 20 minutes before the fight started, it was reported that he was traded to Cleveland. He's not technically teammates with the Reds anymore, but he's still standing up for him. Just absolutely awesome. We're going to have to take a quick break right here. But I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about this reported trade with the Indians that will bring a... Very good pitcher to Cincinnati, and I'm going to tell you why I'm not sure about it. But first, I just want to mention that support of today's Locked On Reds podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% at manscaped.com with promo code L-O-C-K-E-D. 
O-N. Today's episode is also brought to you by Blue Chew. By now, you've probably heard the Blue Chew ads on this space and maybe other Locked On podcasts. But just a reminder, there is an introductory offer through Blue Chew. You just enter the promo code MLB for your first order free. You just pay for shipping on that first order. Blue Chew has the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that it works, and it's also a chewable, which means that it works fast. Look, every baseball player is looking for an edge. They're always looking for a little bit of extra something, and if you need a little something extra in the bedroom, Blue Chew is for you. Just go to bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB for your introductory offer today. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. Find out more about what feet daydream about at Bombas.com. Use Locked On today and get 20% off at Bombas.com. That's promo code Locked On. This is the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Wednesday, a monumental Wednesday after the reported trade that happened. This was, this kind of went down on the wire. Twitter was reporting it. It was first reported by ESPN baseball writer Jeff Passan. And he said that the Indians are sending Trevor Bauer to the Reds and the Reds are sending Taylor Trammell to the Padres and sending Yasiel Puig to the Indians. They're also sending a minor league left-handed pitcher by the name of Scott Moss to the Indians. And I got a lot of thoughts on this trade. The, the, the biggest thought is there's got to be more. I really hope there's more because as of right now, it's not been confirmed by any of the teams involved. It's not completely finalized. The Padres are also sending Fran Reyes, which if you're not familiar with Fran Reyes, he is a great power hitter. He's got 27 home runs right now. They're sending him to Cleveland, and they're also sending a young uh, pitching prospect named Logan Allen to Cleveland as well. But my thought for the Reds, obviously, this is the Lockdown Reds podcast, is there's got to be more. I really hope by the time it's finalized, we learn that the Reds are getting something more than Trevor Bauer. Because, as I mentioned a few days ago, the Mets were able to get Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays. The Mets sent two prospects to the Blue Jays, none of which are in the top 100 prospects, according to, you know, prospect ranking systems they're not in the top 100 prospects in baseball the reds sending taylor chamel to the padres taylor chamel is the number 30 prospect according to mlb pipeline so not only is the top 100 is top 50 prospect and they're also trading yasiel puig which now there, there were immediate reactions of vitriol people did not like this trade. There was a lot of people on Twitter that did not like this trade. Some of it stems from off-the-field issues and Trevor Bauer having a little bit of a questionable questionable personality and things of that nature. I can't really speak to that. I was just reading up on some of it as the trade was going down. I'm I'm not super familiar with that bit. But when it comes to on the field, 
production, this solidifies the Reds' rotation, at least the top three for next year. Because you have Alex Wood and Tanner Rourk with their expiring contracts, and we're not sure if they're going to be around or if they would have to replace them or whatnot. This is the Reds working around that whole thing about trying to get pitchers through free agency. Now, I don't buy that they don't have the money to sign free agent pitchers. I do buy that they are not a destination for free agent pitchers. You're talking about one of the most hitter-friendly parks in all of baseball. I don't see a ton of free agent pitchers lining up to sign multi-year deals here. So the fact that they can get Trevor Bauer for 2020 is good. Maybe they can extend him beyond that. I know that he has expressed a personal philosophy of once this, once his rookie deal, this deal that he's in right now, once it expires, he will only sign one-year contracts from here on out. We'll see if that you know happens. It still remains to be seen. He is known as kind of a stubborn personality, so maybe it does happen. I, I don't know. What I do know is he is a very talented pitcher. Now, his numbers this year aren't fantastic. He does lead the league in walks, most walks, that is not least walks, most walks. And he also has led the American League in hit batsmen with 14. But he does have a 3.7 ERA. He is worth two wins above replacement, which both Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo are in the two-win threshold, but no other pitcher on the Reds is. So he's effectively wild, right? He's kind of like Luis Castillo in that instance. And so I'm interested to see him pitch for the Reds because I think that makes their rotation just that much better for the rest of this year and going into next year as well. Now, as far as what they've given up, Yasio Puig, by the numbers, hasn't been an overly awesome player. He's not been the guy that we were thinking. We thought we'd get like a ton of home runs, a really good slugging percentage, that sort of thing. It's it's evened out here lately. He's really come on hot lately, but his first bit of the season kind of killed those numbers a bit. So when you look at the numbers, you're just like, well, they didn't lose much in him. But here's the thing. His presence in the clubhouse, and, and really even on the field defensively, is going to be missed. He seemed to be a huge part of this clubhouse, a very a driving force for his teammates. And that was totally contrary to what the reports were before he got to Cincinnati. There was a lot of reports that he was a cancer, and that's just not the case. He wasn't that at all here in this short term in Cincinnati. Hey, you know, maybe that's the key. It was a short time. He didn't have enough time to get acclimated, whatever, you, what, what have you there. But I will miss Yase Opui because when this trade went down, it did. I did feel some kind of way whenever I heard that he was involved. Because I understand, you know, if you're not going to re-sign him, then you do need to trade him and get value out of him. But man, I was really hoping they'd re-sign him. And, and there's still a chance that they can do that. There's still a chance that they can go through free agency and sign him. Because while the Great American Ballpark is not a pitcher's destination, it is definitely a hitter's destination. And who knows? Maybe the Reds can sign him in free agency, but I don't want to bank on that. I want to see the Reds get something more out of this deal, or if they've got another deal in place that maybe 
is lopsided in their favor because this seems lopsided against them. Seems like the Indians are getting a pretty good deal. The Padres get Taylor Trammell added to their farm system, which is already loaded. And the Reds just get Trevor Bauer, who, while he was an elite pitcher last year, he's not necessarily an elite pitcher this year. He's a very good pitcher. And he's 28 years old, but who knows if you've got him past next year. So that's there's still a lot to be seen with his trade. Really, if, if you ask me right now, I think I'd say the verdict is still out. I don't have... I can't tell you whether I like it or not. I like the fact that it makes the rotation stronger for next year. But at what cost? And how's it going to turn out? You know, it, it, who knows? It, it, if they go to the playoffs next year, go on a run, then the trade works. Period. Like, if, if they manage to win and go to the playoffs and who knows, even win a World Series, I'll forget all about my feelings today. But as of right now, I'm kind of torn. Kind of torn. But that's going to be it. I've gone super long today, but there was a lot to get to, and I think we've think we've covered all of that. Uh, as more details come out with the trade, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. I will have all of the updates on there. Also, check out the website that I write for, redlegnation.com. There will be plenty of news there as well about all of these trades. And who knows? Hopefully there will be more. There's still, depending on when you're listening to this, we've got till 4 p.m. on Wednesday for the Reds to make deals. That's going to do it for the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Actually, and you know what, too? I almost forgot to mention this, but there will be a live video. I'm going to have a live video on social media It'll be a little bit after five, kind of reacting to the trade deadline as a whole. Maybe I'll have some more concrete thoughts on this trade with the Indians, but uh, definitely check that out at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and I'll share it through the Lockdown Reds Twitter account as well. But that'll do it for the Wednesday edition of the podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Make sure that you're subscribed on all the major podcasting platforms. And you have the Lockdown Reds line saved to your phone. 513-549-0159. There's a lot that happened. I want to hear from you. For the Lockdown Reds podcast, my name is Jeff Carr. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.